Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Jordan and Lexi here and Cyril, it looks like. (laughs) Yep. So today we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We are going to do a lightning round of questions. You guys wrote in and asked us a bunch of really good questions. Um, And we're just going to try to bust through as many of these as time and children will allow this morning. And um, we love hearing from you guys. We like um, talking about things that are applicable in your lives and are I mean, honestly, all these questions are pretty applicable to us right now too. So yep, um, we're just going to go through these. And um, afterwards, if you guys think of any other questions that you want us to talk about, then just message them to us and we'll just kind of keep a running log of things that people want us to talk about. So That's a good idea, actually. <laughs> okay. All right. So the first one is practical ways you're pursuing cheerfulness in the home. You want to start well. or shall I? <laughs> I feel like, no, go ahead. Go ahead and start. Okay. So uh, I just quickly read over these before we started. And practical ways I am pursuing cheerfulness in the home, I think, are first staying in the word. Um, I think that that has huge impact Mm -hmm. on my attitude um, because the word convicts us and talks about the word being living and active in Hebrews. So um, just believing that making time to read the word does affect how we are acting in the home. Yep. And then practically, um, I like to keep busy, and I feel like that um, makes me more cheerful when I am active and busy and uh, being intentional in what I'm doing. So for me, keeping busy – continuing to learn. So being intentional in my reading and um, learning new skills. So I also like to, um, that's why I love being friends with Lexi because we um, just, I feel like we kind of feed off each other. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> yes. Like, what are you doing today? <laughs> oh, I want to try that. Um, so continuing to learn and um, maybe asking God to bring friendships or pursue friendships mm-hmm. with people that you feel like spur you on. And, um, just, yeah, trying new stuff is really exciting for me. So I feel like that helps me to stay cheerful, trying to learn new stuff at home, experimenting with things and just seeing home as a canvas that you're trying to make as beautiful as possible. And just seeing it with a big picture and that what you're doing at home, like we say all the time, what you're doing at home matters and that the the work that you're doing, um, is having eternal value. So Mm -hmm. just placing importance on it and then do things that you think are fun and that you enjoy. Yeah. So if you're, I don't know, if you're really into rug hooking, like do it, do it for the glory of God, (laughs) pursue it, try to get better at it, whatever it is. Like if, I don't know, if you're, I don't know, I can't think of examples of things that aren't things that I'm really into. (laughs) Um, I don't know if you're really into like learning languages, I guess, whatever, like (laughs) that's a good one. Math. (laughs) Yeah. Math. There we go. (laughs) Like how can you affect your family in a positive way with things that you enjoy and like have fun Mm -hmm. with them? So that's a thing to mind for me. What about you? Well, I've thought about this a lot because I'm not good at this. So don't hear this all as like, I'm I'm not good at this guys, (laughs) which is why I've had to like really read and study on this. But I think something that I've had to learn, especially this always, I feel more like I feel less cheerful in the wintertime. I don't know about you guys, but, um, 
if my like outward appearance is reflecting my inward ugly heart, I need to change my outward appearance more often than not before my emotions follow. And so something Nancy Wilson said this in a blog post years ago, she basically said, put on a cheerful sweater and get to work. (laughs) And I have taken that to heart for real. Like I seriously try and collect funny, cheerful sweaters (laughs) Mm -hmm. just to help me. Like, I feel like on a cold wintry day, if nothing else, you look really put together when you have a bright purple sweater, even if your hair is not done, or even if you don't have makeup on, at least you have that cute Argyle sweater on. (laughs) So, um, it looks like you're feeling happy. (laughs) Yes, it does. And honestly, it just helps. I think it helps. Um, it shows my kids that I'm being presentable and I'm being a little more thoughtful and it really, I don't know why. I mean, I do know why it makes sense based on scripture, like obeying first, the emotions will follow. And so I've had to really, really, um, pursue that in regards to cheerfulness and the same with me, like productivity, keeping the spirits up is something I say all the time around Mm -hmm. here. Um, even when I don't feel like it, but I think spiritual disciplines also play a big part in this. I think I talked about this a little bit last time with the books. I really have to be strategic with, um, my reading. So after scripture reading in the morning, I really try and have a book either aimed at parenting or specifically cheerfulness because in the morning when all my grumpy people are waking up, they're not all grumpy. Some of them are though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and when they're all waking up, that's my biggest temptation to just immediately start the day scolding everybody. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, all of like my personal, I want to learn about this type of reading happens later in the day, but I really have to front load my day with, um, s- just like spiritual weapons and, mm-hmm helpful things, um, helpful tools to handle those non-cheerful attitudes that I'm going to be facing. Yeah. So I agree with the, like, it helps me feel better about life if I get ready for the day in the morning rather than like, if I just stay in sloppy clothes that I don't feel good about for the entire Mm -hmm. day, I will feel sloppy the entire day um, emotionally and um, observably. So what are your practical tips then of like, when do you get ready then? Do you wake up early before the kids? Ideally I do. I don't right now. Um, yeah, ideally that's when I, throughout most of my life, get ready before the kids are up right Mm -hmm. now. I have literally had to trade a to-do list on my index card. Mm -hmm. Like the first thing in my morning is get dressed. Even Mm -hmm. if that takes until nine 30, there shouldn't be anything else happening between Mm -hmm me getting up, dealing with people and getting dressed. So mm-hmm. traditionally, I'm trying to think of what I would regularly, I think usually before I had Cyril, that was my time to get dinner ready. But right mm-hmm. now it's my time to get dressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and even if like, there's usually one day a week right now that I know for sure I'm going to be home all day. That's the one day I let myself put on a sweatsuit. <laughs> and like That's we Fridays. talked about yeah. after one of the episodes last time, I think the key is having coordinated sweats. It's oh okay gosh, to wear yeah. sweats. We totally just- should have kept recording for that whole <laughs> <laughs> last week. Whenever we recorded after we pushed in, I was like, what do you have on right now? Because it looks so soft and yet so cute. <laughs> and it was, it was like a matching. You can tell about it. Just imagine. Yeah. It was just a matching. Comfy Ashley, situation. my friend Ashley got it for me um, at my baby shower. And I had like literally uh, the week before my baby shower, I had gone through and got rid of, I got rid of all my leggings. I told Brian, I don't even have a pair if I even wanted to wear them. I don't have leggings. I don't really have sweatpants anymore. And it was hysterical because she got me these a week later and Brian absolutely loves them. And I think 
I really think the reason he likes them, the reason I like them is because they're coordinated, which is a little more thoughtful than old bleached, holy sweatpants <laughs> and an old band t-shirt. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. not attractive to anyone. I'm sorry guys. It's just not. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the next day I went and bought one. And Jared also was like, that's so cute. Because I, I wanted new um, pajamas for Christmas that was on my list. Mm -hmm. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I want to get the, are these what you want to get for me for my pajamas that I had on my list. And he was like, actually, I just want us to both enjoy them right now. <laughs> so he gave them to me <laughs> that that's day. Awesome. He was that's like, awesome. let's just enjoy them. So anyway. I just saw another pair the other cute. day. Where was I? I don't know. Anyways, they're really popular right now. So I'm sure you guys can find them anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I totally agree with that. And Fridays are our day. I was just thinking as we started, this was like every Friday you see me in a sweatshirt because it's the <laughs> one day that we don't go anywhere <laughs> and chill at the house. But other than that, like it really helps if I just take the time to get ready for the day. And I honestly, like I have a few days, I may have talked about this on the podcast. I have a few days a month that I accidentally wake up at 3.30 in the morning and I don't intend to do mm. it. I just wake up and then I can't fall back asleep. But honestly, it's been such a gift because those days end up being like catch up days where I'm able to get yeah. 9 million things done before anyone yeah. wakes up. And the other, it happened on Wednesday. I think, yeah, it was Wednesday because we had co-op. But it happened on Wednesday this week and the whole day went so much smoother because I had prepped everything before anyone woke up and that helped keep everyone's cheerful spirits up for like yeah. two whole days. Like honestly, it's still playing into today, today because of all the stuff I was able to do before anybody woke up that morning. Um, so anyway, I think part of like not being cheerful for me is being distracted. Yes. And feeling usually by my phone. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, or housework, honestly, if yeah. I, like you're saying, if you can get everything done, then you really can be 100% present and you can yeah. be responsive instead of reactive to people. Because yeah. what's making you grumpy? The fact that people yep. are interrupting things that you yes. think you need to be doing. Yes, exactly. Um, so if all the other things are done, and I know that that can't always happen. Like you can't get up at 3.30 in the morning every day. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, um, but like maybe just trying to figure out ways of how to minimize the distractions so that you can be fully focused on the people in front of you. Yeah. And, um, that doesn't mean like let the housework slide forever or anything like that. But, no, like, no, no. Being as faithful as you can in all areas and getting that stuff done so that when you are with your kids, you can be cheerful and playing with them mm -hmm. <laughs> or teaching them or doing something special with them and not feeling like, Ugh, I need to do this. I need to do that. And you're just getting in my way. So, yeah. Anyways, I think that I feel like that fully covers how we're staying cheerful in the home right now. Yep. Okay. Now, next question. I think it was something along the lines of toddlers and how to keep the house clean with toddlers. Oh, you tell me. <laughs> I, mean, I had some good thoughts on it. Um, I was going to see how exactly it was worded. Um, I think it was like, oh, tips on how to keep house clean and ready for hospitality when you have toddlers. Oh. Um, okay. So I did have okay. some thoughts on this. So my, okay, you guys know I love cleaning. So <laughs> here's my thoughts. Um, my first one is just kind of constantly be tidying up, not in huge ways, but in little ways. Yeah. Just, um, there, Jared told me a quote one time, um, to keep a clean house, you have to be picking up more than you're dropping. So just like always have it on your radar as you walk past something that shouldn't be there, just grab it and go put it where it goes as you go. So having that on your mind so that, um, little by little you're picking up rather than it's insane and this is going to take three hours 
Uh Um, so my biggest advice would be with toddlers, don't let it get insane to the point that you feel like Mm -hmm. it's so big of a job that you have to have a whole day to tackle it and a babysitter to tackle it. Oh yeah. Um, so we straighten before we go to bed. So, um, at night the boys clean their areas that they have gotten messy in the evening, um, I make sure the kitchen's all, as you say, put to bed, (laughs) the kitchen's put to bed, um, that the rest of the house is kind of straightened and, um, everything's ready so that in the morning we aren't already starting behind. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Jared, I was going to (laughs) say, Jared has this little thing he does when it, whenever him and the boys, um, don't have anything to do in that moment. He says, when you don't know what to do, pick something up. So that's his, li- his little, uh, his little, uh, what's that called? Uh, jingle. Jingle. That's, that's what yeah. I was looking for. Little jingle. That's his little jingle um, that he does whenever the boys are like, what do we do? And it's like, okay, pick something up. So just having it in your daily routine that you just as a family are always picking up. Mm-hmm. So that was my big ad- biggest advice with toddlers. making And also just making it a discipline that they know when they're done with something, they pick it up. Like we've taught both of our kids yeah, that's, from a really yeah. young age that when you're done playing with the track, then you go ahead and put the track back in the box and move on to something else so that it doesn't get insane. Are you 100% successful at that at this point? <laughs> um, with which part? Do they actually clean it up? Like, do you have to be there to remind them or do they oh, do yeah. it on their own? Oh yeah, I definitely remind them. I definitely have to remind them. Um, Ransom, he's five, and I feel like he has like an 80% success rate of doing it on his own. Um, so that's, I feel like that's pretty good for a five-year-old, but, um, de- but I definitely have to say multiple times a day, like, is your room picked up? Or he does like a rest time in the afternoon where he's mm-hmm. allowed to play quietly mm-hmm. um, in his room. And after that, I usually be like, is your stuff picked up from – rest time and you're like oh yeah and he'll go and do it but um it's so normal in our family now that he doesn't it doesn't feel like a big deal for it's not a discipline battle no, <laughs> to no, the no. battle to the death and honestly valor is um he'll be two next month and he's really good at it too like i i'm not saying that they do it all the time by themselves without being reminded definitely not that but they're both obedient about picking up mm-hmm. so, yeah praise god for that yeah mm. what about you guys uh, I think having the way I structure, so hospitality is usually on Sundays for us. So I structure every day of my cleaning based around that. So this is like my biggest advice to people who want to do hospitality regularly is you have to orient your whole week around it. Then mm-hmm. you have to yeah. orient when you're grocery shopping. Yes. You have to orient mm-hmm. when you're doing family night, you have to orient when you do cleaning because mm-hmm. all of those things interact with one another. So for me, I kind of do I keep the things related to hospitality most the day before hospitality. So for mm-hmm. me, I like to clean bathrooms at the end of my week. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of that, the kids are helping me with all of that. And part of what's cool about that is that then if I do need help last minute, they've been trained enough that they can go do it themselves. Like I can tell already go clean the toilet. If the toilet really needs to be cleaned mm-hmm. like an hour before people are showing up. Um, so, and why that you might think it's not related to toddlers, but it is because you really can't be cleaning all day with toddlers. Mm -hmm. You can't have your back turned to them all day on different tasks because you're going to turn around and there's going to be dinosaurs and chalk and chocolate chips everywhere Mm -hmm. if you're doing that. So do a little bit every day with them so that most of the day you can be playing and cleaning up alongside of them as well, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't, in regards to like the minute of, I've noticed that if you make hospitality something that happens very regularly, your children are going to be so excited the last few hours before someone's coming over that they're going to be helping you in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. They're going to know you need to get the stairs cleaned up. It's more of a habit to them. Like you were saying, they're not going to, they're not going to be fighting you so much last minute. They're going to know that maybe Sunday afternoons, we're just going to sit and read books because, you know, our guests are going to come over in a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, yeah, you have to make it a whole life a whole life sort of a habit. You can't just, there's not one small silver bullet that's going to make it easy tomorrow to have people over all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So really re- think through all those things, I guess. Yeah. Um, I like it that you said your grocery shopping even <laughs> is orient, orient, oriented around when you're doing hospitality because I do that. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing. Um, but then I have the bad habit of like doing it too early and I'm like, oh man, we're already out of milk. <laughs> So mm, I think I like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't estimate correctly how much we need for the week. And then I end up being like, dang it, I got to go back again. Um, actually our grocery yeah. store just started doing deli- the delivery thing, which I really enjoy. Do you guys- To your that? door? Yes. Is it to your door? Yes. And Do you have to like pay for it? $3. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. I've no. done that before. Although yeah. I was a really horrible person that didn't know you're supposed to tip them. Oh. That was great. <laughs> so I never yeah. did it again after that. I mean, I'll- yeah, I just didn't realize you're supposed to get them. It was pretty awkward. And then, yeah, so I do yeah. the Walmart pickup though. So I'm going to go do that That's tonight nice. actually. Yeah. Um, so we live in an era where things are a lot more convenient than they ever have been for people. <laughs> yeah. So even if it's like, oh, I already went, I can just like do in the um, delivery thing and it's no big deal. So, okay. Moving on to the next one now. Um, what chores do you feel like are appropriate for a four and five-year-old? Oh, gosh. What chores responsibilities do you expect of a four and five-year-old? I can just say mm. what we personally do. Um, yeah. And, uh, and honestly, every four and five-year-old is different. So yes. I'm, I'm even a little hesitant to say <sighs> what ours are because this m- don't use the same measure that we use for our kids, for your kids, because all yeah. kids are different. Yeah, Ira and Ari are both very different. So, like Jordan said, one could probably do very different things at four than the other one could do at four. So, mm-hmm. um, Brian always tells them like the biggest help you can be to mom and dad aside from chores is just being self controlled and obedient. Mm-hmm. So, um, we take that pretty seriously. <laughs> um, but aside from that, I think, I think something I'm having to really learn is that most four-year-olds really can't do a whole lot without your help. Mm-hmm. So I can spend a lot of time like being frustrated and correcting and feeling like, why can't they just do this? When in reality, they really need tiny, tiny chunks, mm-hmm. like tiny directions. So um, Ira, Ari could probably go and just tackle the whole bath bathroom. Ira, right now, I have to tell him one specific thing. Go and Ari is clean. six. Ari is six. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ari is six. So, um, so I guess what I'm trying to say with with four year olds, we're, we're trying to switch from like whole tasks to steps. Yeah. Instead of assigning That's a good. whole task. So for mm-hmm. a long time, I was doing a whole task, but I was frustrated through the whole thing, and mm-hmm. I ended up doing the whole task. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So little steps. So Ira, um, he cleans the tubs for us. 
He can wipe down the cupboards for us, but he can't figure out the walls. I don't know what the difference is. There's a difference in his mind though. <laughs> um, so he can do the cupboards. He can do the bathroom. He, um, and he can do like, if I tell him to vacuum or mop a portion of the house. Mm-hmm. So just smaller stuff like that. Um, I think that's it. I mean, he goes and he feeds the chickens for me. But his personality is like, he would rather be outside. He'd probably do a way better job if I told him to go outside and rake the whole yard than he would if I said, come inside and mop the whole downstairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, again, that's just his personality. But mm. that's kind of, it's kind of what he does right now for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so ransom is five and a half. Um, but I, I think that there's a big difference in just turning four and then almost five also. So it, I don't know. Whenever ransom was just four, um, his chores were like cleaning up his room and attempting to make his bed, which he, oh, has, yeah. bed. <laughs> he has a bunk bed. So it's very hard. Yeah. Four um, is like the year of attempting lots yeah, of things, yeah. but not mastering anything yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. But now, okay. So he keeps his room clean, does his bed. And then we do a time in the mornings where I try to think of new chores that he can um, kind of learn how to do to gain skill mm-hmm. with. So mm-hmm. um, I was just telling Lexi the other day that I, he did, all, he wiped down all my base cabinets which he did such a good job on. I feel like that's a really great mm-hmm. chore for little It kids. is. Give him a squirt bottle with a little bit of like safe cleaner in it and a rag and just let him go to town. They do such a good job. Um, so he does that sometimes for us. He'll like clean the bathtub out. Um, and then a lot of what Ransom does is helping Jared with stuff too. So anytime they're outside doing stuff, he'll go help Jared. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's yes. that's the main things. And I think um, more than the chores in particular, like you talked about, just like being having a heart that's willing to be obedient to what is, they're asked mm-hmm. to do because our, yeah. our kids aren't our slaves. So like no. we're, not, we're not just wanting them to do all the housework for us. Um, we're wanting them to gain skills that they'll be able to use later in life and we're wanting them mm-hmm. to learn to be obedient and to be hard workers at work as an unto the Lord. Yeah. So reminding of concepts of why you're doing chores, not just, I want you to clean this for me. I think Um, too, for us, we're trying to, especially with our boys, it it will be different with Daphne, but with our boys, we've kind of instituted a wage system um, because we want them to understand you don't get paid when you don't do a job well done. mm -hmm. So we're trying to reflect the workplace as much as possible for them, especially one of them that struggles with with obedience and with doing his, his work cheerfully. Um, so they don't, um, they don't get a wage if they complain the entire time, mm-hmm. they still have to do their work, but they're yeah. not getting a wage for that. And mm-hmm. it's not, it's the re- reason I'm not using the word allowance is it's not a, you get paid for per job. It is, it is literally a system where they work up to bonuses and stuff like that. So, um, I think too, just realizing when you're picking these jobs, like, what is your goal in mind? Yes, a benefit is that they know how to, you know, your house is clean. You don't have to do the cupboards for them. But also, you're, you're teaching young men to be men. Yeah. And you're teaching young women to be young women. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we don't have girls right now. But I always talk about how I feel like if we did have girls, it would be even more pressure. <laughs> because I want them to mm-hmm. not only know how to work around the home, but to love it. 
So, um, I sympathize with people who are training, (laughs) training young girls because I, I feel like that would be even more pressure on me because, um, you know, I want to be a good example of doing that and loving what I do around the home. And with our boys, we don't want to over domesticize. I always say that Mm -hmm. word weird, but, um, we don't want to over. Oh man, that's a whole nother topic. Our boys. (laughs) Um, we want, I was, it was so funny. I was talking about this with Lexi one day and I'm like, I don't want to over domesticize them. Like I want to teach them how to do things at home so that they can be a blessing to their wives one day. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't want them to like be overly into this. And then I look out the window and literally my son is driving this little hauler and pulling a giant log behind it. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) It's okay. He's fine. He's fine. And, um, but I think just being aware of that too, that with boys, we're raising sons, we're raising men that we want to be hard workers that protect, provide, love, care for their wives and families. Well, um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I think with that too, um, like, if you want your son to clean the cupboards, expect him to do it like a male, not like yeah. a female. If that yeah. means he absolutely conquered the cupboards, the floor is soaked in vinegar cleaner, mm-hmm. it's spotless, and he is mm-hmm. so noisy while he's doing the whole thing, he's doing it like a male. He's doing it the way God made him to do it. Yeah. He's not doing it quietly and neatly the way he made a mom to do it. He's doing yeah. it the way God designed the little boy to do it. And you have yeah. to be okay with that. And that's yeah. where so much of my frustration came from from so long was that I was expecting a feminine, um, a feminine little boy to accomplish the task, but that's not what I want. I don't want a feminine little boy to accomplish all my tasks. So we, we want to raise Kings. We want to raise warriors. Um, so even as we are doing chores with our little boys, we want to teach them a way to do it, that they will grow up to be men who do it well, um, Mm -hmm. and in a masculine way. So yeah, I like thinking through future men. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, want to do the, want to do the Abraham one? Um, <laughs> let me find my Bible. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, I have my Bible here. Okay. I'm so, not entirely sure what this person meant by the question I know. too, which is part of my struggle. <laughs> okay. I know. Um, I think I know what she meant, but, um, but we'll see. So now this is a Bible question, which I'm really happy that someone asked, because I think it's fun that we have um, different, you know, we, we said before we talk about practical things on this podcast, like chores and things like that, but we also talk about biblical stuff. So the question for this one was, what was Abraham's role in the covenant in Genesis 15? I think that was the exact wording of it. I was going to try to find it. What was Abraham's role in the covenant in Genesis chapter 15? So what she's referring to is when um, God tells Abraham that your descendants are going to be as many of the stars in the sky. Let's see. Maybe I should just read it. Do you have it up? Um, I have 15. Do you want me to read all of 15? Um, just a part. Uh, well, maybe I think this first part, like through, th- I think like through like six Okay, I'll read it. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will uh, will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. 
And he brought him outside and said, look toward heaven and number the stars if you're able to number them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. Is that a section? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what was Abraham's role in the covenant? Um, My opinion on it is that it was an unconditional covenant, a gracious covenant. Um, Abraham believed the Lord. Um, Mm -hmm. So we do see what Abraham did was that he believed the Lord. Um, But even in other parts of scripture, in 1 Corinthians 12, we see faith as a gift. And in Ephesians 2, we see um, we're saved by faith, not of our own doing, but a gift of God. Um, so in other parts of scripture, we see that when we do believe, when we do have faith, that we consider that a gift from God. So Mm -hmm. in my opinion, Abraham's faith in Genesis 15, um, was even the work of God. So covenant that God provided with Abraham was God providing it. So essentially Abraham's role was nothing. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't think you need to say your opinion i think scripture says clearly in what is it galatians that it's a gift yeah so uh is it galatians um not I of have, your own doing if that's ephesians uh, ephesians, well, ephesians too ephesians. Is similar, something similar to that but in multiple places it affirms yes. that that's what's yeah, happening faith there is a gift. Mm-hmm. and i think too like god is sovereign and the means that he chose to use was his faith mm-hmm. right so compatibility anyone (laughs) (laughs) right so yeah essentially even our faith um there's a theology out there that says that our faith is what musters up god's action Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and that is totally not scriptural and um not only is that put way too much of a burden on the believer um it's crushing and it puts the power in our hands and not in the hands of god the all-powerful sovereign (laughs) Um, Lord that we serve. So I think that's kind of what she was getting at. Just the fact that, you know, faith, faith is not our own work, even mm-hmm. that we, we can't count healings, um, solely mm-hmm. to faith, um, or blessings or anything like that. We don't just muster up and claim these things for ourselves. No, um, God is, um, all powerful, sovereign one trying to find the verse one-handed here while holding a sleeping child um but i'm struggling to find it okay what buddy yes yes that's fine sorry <laughs> we are probably coming to the end of our podcasting abilities. Okay. do you know really which one you're looking for uh just just the the it's um it's a gift not of your own doing so that no one may boast Okay. Yeah. I think that's Ephesians two. Let me, I'll think double check it real quick. Two, eight, nine. Maybe more. Galatians, Ephesians. Okay. Here we are. Ephesians two. For grace, you have been saved through faith. Mm-hmm. And this is not your undoing. It is a gift of God, not a result of work so that no yep. one may boast. Yeah. So that if it's, if it's something you muster up, it's, it's a result of your work. But if it's something that God gives to you as a means to, um, as a means of salvation, then it's, it's from the Lord. Yeah. Cool. So not to end on a controversial note. <laughs> Should we do another quick, another one? And you feel like you're done? Yeah. Okay. No, we can, we can probably do one more. I okay. Um, we'll see. <laughs> this is a good one for you since you have a new baby. What does your homeschool routine look like when new babies come? Oh, okay. So I didn't set 
a routine beforehand, like, oh, I think this will work. What I did was I kind of waited a couple of weeks to see what Cyril's routine was like yeah. and what everyone mm-hmm. else's routine was like surrounding Cyril. And then I, I created a schedule based on that, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. um, some things that are really helpful to keep to keep school and life going with a newborn is that when I, I just told you this actually, when I drop a toddler's morning nap, I replace that with quiet rest time. So I know no matter what I have at least, sorry, nobody, I have at least um, half an hour in the morning where the toddler is at least doing something quiet. So I can get a little bit of school done and then um, nap time later, I kind of just work the rest of school. So, So what I do is I pick the hardest subject for that time when they need my undivided attention. So for us right now, that's phonics, but all the other subjects, at least right now, we can work on with little kids around. She loves Mm -hmm. to sit in on um, science and um, they all like to listen to the Bible story and Ari can do math on his own. So that isn't necessarily having to do with the newborn, but it is really hard to handle a newborn who's crying and a toddler yeah. So if you can at least take care of the toddler for a little bit, you can nurse the newborn and still do school. Yeah. That so, was that was kind of yeah. our routine too. We did most of the school that we could during that morning nap time and just tried to bust everything out. And this kind of flows into another question. I feel like you kind of answered it about um, there's a four and a five-year-old. Like what do you do with a four-year-old while your five-year-old does kindergarten? Um, mm. And that's, I mean, I have a almost two and five-year-old and we're trying to figure this out too, but we do our, the same thing. We do what Ransom needs to focus solely on whenever it's just me and him. So when Valor's napping or doing a little thing by himself, and then we try to include him for like the Bible story and things that he mm-hmm. will enjoy. And then having like, Valor's really into like, I bought them these little Christmas stamps this year. So having mm-hmm. little things that he can do that keep him busy. Um, mm-hmm. Lexi and I have just talked about this a lot recently, actually, because we're trying to figure it out too. So. Yeah, there was that um, that suggestion. I really, really liked it um, from A Sane Woman's Guide to Raising a Large Family by Mary Austin. She was saying that she will set out one or two specific toys or sets of toys mm-hmm. in the morning, that those are the only toys her littler kids can play with because she's she's wanting, not only is she wanting to keep them busy, but she's also wanting to train their attention spans in that time. Mm-hmm. So if they get bored within literally a minute, she'll say, no, you need to go back and play with that a little bit longer. And she basically said soon enough, you'll see that they're able to stretch that time longer and longer on their own. Yeah. So that's another um, little thing that it reminds me exactly of what I did in preschool. When I was teaching preschool, we had stations set up and kids could go around and they could play um, with what they wanted to play with. So they're interested. They're kind of having a choice in the matter, but that you're also training training them in some way. So you're not completely abdicating to the bin of dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for writing in. This was a lot of fun. We love doing these lightning round, lightning rounds of questions. So you got more, send them to us and um, I can always do a little question thing in our stories in the near future and we can try this again. So anyway, thanks for listening. Have a good day, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This show is a part of the ministry of the Shepherd's Crook. The Shepherd's Crook exists to remind pastors of Jesus through care, coaching, resources, and events. We have also started The Shepherd's Crook for Wives. Jordan and Lexi are contributing articles to the site, and you can find all the information at theshepherdscrook.co.